always lied about his age. He lied about his age all the time. One time, Frank Sinatra comes out here and sat down in this chair. And I said, Frank, you hang out with Joe Lewis. Just between me and you, how old is Joe Lewis? You know what Frank told me? He said, hey, Joe Lewis, 137 years old. 137 years old. Oh, man, you ain't never meet no Frank Sinatra. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? On this episode of The Commercial Break, and the 22-line poem ended up being a treasure hunt. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I knew the name sounded familiar, but yeah, I did hear about this. And then somebody found the treasure. Someone found the treasure. After like 20 years. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Okay. You just ruined my story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wish I had the next subject, but I don't know what it is because my printer hasn't printed it yet. I'm Jack Burton here, Channel 2 Action News. Georgia's most, you know, Georgia's favorite place to find your news. Breaking story. We've got 16 helicopters above Amicalola Falls where two assholes are lost, certain to be dead, one and a half feet from their car. car. Sexual surrogate. <laughs> it's like if they talk softer, it lends more credibility to what yeah, they're saying. Exactly. Because if you're like, hey, I'm uh, Brian, I'm <laughs> hey, a sexual hey, surrogate. Hey, yeah. Woo. People would be like, you're What's a what? Your problem? I'm a sexual surrogate. You want to rent my balls for an hour? <laughs> I'll put them in your mouth. <laughs> it's cool. Don't worry about it. I'm a certified <laughs> sexual surrogate. You want my license number? You want my license <laughs> number? <It's> three. <laughs> the next episode of The Commercial Break. Starts now. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Break. I am Brian Green. This is my great friend, dear friend, sometimes mistress, Chrissy Hoadley. <laughs> Best to you, Chrissy. Best to you, Brian. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. How the hell are you? Welcome back to yet another episode of this The Commercial Break. I am flying blind today because I don't have my papers. I don't have the right papers because... Chrissy, I have a printer that wants to work on Tuesday, but does not want to work on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, and it makes no sense. I change nothing. I do nothing. I do nothing to the settings. The sun won't connect. It's a fucking piece of trash. (laughs) Now, it's actually a very nice printer, right? But it's a printer that belongs in an office where there are seven hundred people that are connected to it. You know, one of those huge printers that weighs fifty-five pounds. And here's the story of this printer: why I have a printer that should be in an office. You stole it from your last job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Clear Channel. Yeah. Um, no, they even had the worst. They had the, they had the, they had that really huge. They had one. the really huge. That one. was broken all the yeah, time. Yeah, the one that would like you know had stacks of papers going. Yes. It was broken all the time because that's <laughs> that's the that's the whole purpose of a printer is just to frustrate the fuck out of you. Yeah. Never work. It, if you got to have a piece of paper prepared for a presentation, oh, yeah. you better print that thing seven weeks mm-hmm. beforehand. Be- especially if you're working in an office with a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. Because people Last are assholes. Yeah, yeah, they won't put the paper back. They forgot the ream. They didn't call the guy. The guy's <laughs> on vacation. The guy can't come. When you have to get a guy to fix your printer, you should get a new printer. This is my personal That's opinion. That's true. Yes. When I was dating Astrid and she was living in Venezuela, uh-huh. she worked at HP because HP had a big office down oh, there. Oh, that's right. They're like South, Amer- South American headquarters. We're down in Caracas, and that's where she was. And so I had this, like, little rinky-dink printer, you know, the Epson, you know, 
150. The Epson small shit or whatever they call it. Yeah, the Epson 50 is what I have. Right. It's like this big. You change the ink every three days and you can only put one piece of paper in it at a time. And it took an hour for anything to be printed. And then it usually was in some odd color, right? Because whatever. Anyway. But then so you know a girl now. I knew a girl. Mm -hmm. And so I said, who better to call about this than the HP lady? <laughs> so I said, hey, you know, I really need a new printer. And since you work at HP, let me jump on that bandwagon. She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can get you one. I'll, I, I'll pick the right one and I'll have it sent to you. Nice. Well, three days later, I show up. And there's like, you know, six delivery men carrying this thing in, <laughs> up into my porch. <laughs> Mr. Green? <laughs> yes, this right. is me. I got a delivery for Mr. Green. 750 pounds. Where do you want us to put it? And I'm like, I'm not sure anything will support that. And now I got this printer. It's huge. And when it works, it's beautiful. It's mm -hmm. fast and it's furious. And it highlights things that I want highlighted. And the colors are crisp and clear. But it never fucking works. <laughs> when I want it to. No. I oh, yes. told there's the printer been problems to with the printer print our show notes last night. Uh -huh. It printed one piece of paper. Okay, give of you the, a little taste of the teener. 20, little teener. It said, "Here you go. Here's the prime ass for you." <laughs> it printed one of the 36 sheets that I actually need. And uh, what's going to happen is we're going to be recording this episode, and halfway through, the it'll go. It'll start. Yes. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Fucker. Yes, it will. Have you ever heard of Forest Fen? I have not. I have not, Brian. I know you've heard. I know you've heard. About the story. You just don't know the name. Okay. Give it Forrest to me. Forrest Fenn was in a, a relatively unknown human being until he was in his 50s or 60s. Mm -hmm. And when he was in his 50s or 60s, he decided to publish a memoir with a poem in the back of the memoir. A 20-line, 22-line poem in the back of the memoir. And the 22-line poem ended up being... A treasure hunt. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I knew the name sounded familiar, but yeah, I did hear about this. And then somebody found the treasure. Someone found the treasure. After like 20 years. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Okay. You just ruined my story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wish yeah. I had the next subject, but I don't know what it is because my printer hasn't printed it yet. Uh, wait, you were going to alert everybody that the treasure had been found? Well, I was going to go through the story, you know, build up to it. But anyway, okay. Uh, wait, let's just like the jury. Uh, I'm requesting that the jury... You know when the judge is like, yes, you know, strike that, uh, strike from, the that record. from the record. Yeah, okay. and the jury, you're not continue supposed to pay on. attention to that. Yeah, yes, continue like, on. You can't. <laughs> so Forrest Fenn gets cancer. He is an artifact collector, like a hobbyist. Mm -hmm. That's what he claims that he is, is a hobbyist. And he meets a guy. They're best friends for a long time. He gets this cancer. He thinks he's going to die. And he tells his friend, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a box of gold coins uh, diamonds, emeralds, all this other, whatever, you know, valuable stuff. Yeah. This bronze box. A real life, a li real real life, life treasure, treasure chest. Hunt. Yeah. And yes. a real life treasure hunt. And I'm going to mm -hmm. do it in the form of a poem and I'm going to give no other clues away. You just got to go find it. Right. So it went, so he does this. He puts his memoir out. The word gets out that there's a treasure hunt there. And thousands and thousands of people for about a decade get obsessed with finding the, yeah. Fen, the treasure of Fen. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. And Fen is still alive for portions. Cancer goes into remission. He's still alive for the entirety of the treasure hunt. Mm -hmm. People die. People commit suicide, bankruptcies, divorces. Jeez. People go fucking bananas to go <laughs> try and find this bronze box that's in the middle of the fucking woods. For And it's, even, it's got a less than a million dollars worth of treasure in there. Now, 
for my money, I'm not going in the fucking <laughs> beating up bears and elk and all that shit for less than a million dollars. You can get $5 million. That's when I get interested. Okay. That's when I'm going out in the woods and spending the night and walking through, you know, looking for bear scat and all this other bullshit. Like, I'm not really good at problem solving anyway, so I don't think that would, it's like, you know, all these people, they're like finding, they're taking words and doing numerological, yeah, you know, cr- yeah finding crypto the, stuff. Yeah, crypto, and, whatever, yes. cryptography and yes. all this other shit. But there are many people who know Forrest Fenn, who got to know him because they said the key to finding the treasure is the key, is in Forrest Fenn's head. We wow. have to become get to know him, be his mm-hmm. friend. So there's like a an inner circle of people that are Forrest Fenn's friend communicate with him on a regular basis. He never gives anything away. He doesn't even give hints. But they figure by getting to know him, the man, they will get some insight into this poem. Sure, that makes sense. And one lady and uh, about five or six people, they really are there from the beginning. Well, some kid in some, I say some kid, some guy in his 30s in med school, uh, he was like a journalist for BuzzFeed and he wrote kind of these like some off color jokes in BuzzFeed. He got fired. Then he decided to go to med school. He's just kind of like this guy, you know, he spends, some of these people have spent years, Years. I'm saying years out in the field trying to find this treasure, covered hundreds and hundreds of square miles. You know, people get obsessed. They're ignoring family. They don't get married. They don't have children because they are obsessed with this particular treasure hunt. Mm -hmm. And this dude shows up on Tuesday and finds it on Thursday, basically. (laughs) Right. And his name is Jack. And when Jack finds it, he wants to remain anonymous. But Forrest Fenn confirms that the guy has found the the treasure treasure and he has met the guy who has the treasure and he has seen the treasure box in that guy's hand. He knows it's what he does. So now, like this small group of inner people, like this about 100 people, they're devastated. Right, it's over. Their lives crushed. (laughs) Yeah, just washed away. And they continue... They are pissed because Jack decides it took like three months for his name even to come out. And that was because someone sued him and it forced his name to come out. Why did someone sue him? Someone sued him because they claimed that they had solved part of the mystery and that he had used part of their solution. Like people would share information. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, listen, anytime there's money involved. Right. You know, I think people were I think this guy in particular was suing just so they could he could find out who Jack was and where Jack found it. Now they understand, like after, you know, some disappointment, they understand that the Fen treasure is no longer out there for them, for them to find. Right. But that they really wanted some closure. Where the fuck sure. was Fen's treasure? Yes. Well, exactly. Jack the ass clown will not tell them. He does mm. not communicate in any way about where he found it, how he got there, and what clue led him there. And he still hasn't to this day. Oh, man. What a dick. Yeah. Honestly, what a dick. People have died. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> Share where the treasure was. Right. People lost their wives and their lives and this whole thing. Share where the treasure. Jack, I'm imploring you. Yeah, just come out with it. Commercial break. Come on. Tell us where you found it. (laughs) I'm so fascinated by this story. But what's even more fascinating, the most, so this happens during the pandemic, 2020, this happens. Right. So a decade this treasure has been out there. So 2010. What's the most fascinating part of this story to me is not Fen or Fen's treasure or where it was found, or the people that have lost their lives trying to find it. If you decided to go, you know, hunting around for less than a million dollars in gold and lose your life, that's on you. It, exactly. Yes. What is fascinating about this story is where did Fen get the treasure from? Because he was just like this guy. He was no particular. I thought he had a lot of money. He did not have a lot of money. Okay. He had a lot of artifacts. He claimed to have like. Okay. Maybe he sold some of the artifacts. And he claimed to have little bighorns, uh, like. <laughs> 
like stick, stick, walking stick. He had scalps from African countries where they still do, you know, head shrinking. Right. He had bones from, you know, famous people. But where did he get those? Because there's no indication that Jack ever went any of those places to find any of those things. Yes, he was an artifact hunter. He's like one of those guys you see at the beach with the fucking thing. You know what I'm talking about? The metal about? detector. The metal detector. Yes. By the way, Detectorists, a BBC <laughs> show on Netflix, is super fantastic. On, on Prime, super fantastic. Watch it. Anyway, oh, well, we'll have to watch that. So this guy is running around with a metal detector and finds Little Bighorn's fucking walking stick? No way. Yeah. So in ni- 2019, the FBI raids his home, what? claiming that he has uh, d- grave digging. That he's actually oh, grave no. digging for this these artifacts, which is completely illegal. Of course. And, and you can go be. to jail for a long time for Dave for grave digging. You cannot grave dig unless you're going to the grave digger this Saturday <laughs> Monster afternoon. Truck Monster truck rally. <laughs> grave digger. Jack Fenn, no one seems to understand exactly where Jack Fenn got this, these riches from. And he's died now. He died shortly after the, the treasure was found. I think he also kind of lost purpose, right? Right. That's but there true. are still hundreds of people out there that are looking for the place where the treasure was found mm-hmm. based on one single photograph that Jack took when he found it. He took a picture of it up close. And there is, uh, let's say the picture is, is five inches by five inches. There is one inch of that picture that shows some sticks and a couple leaves and some mud. That's it. It shows there's no other identifying factor. But people are like training dogs to smell for where bronze used to be because the box was bronze. Wow. There are people that, crazy. that identify the one leaf in the picture right, like, and they say, What kind of tree is yeah, that? It's from? some rare and tree. Yes. So now they're looking for the rare tree in the mountains of Montana. It's like, I can't see getting this obsessed. With something that's less than a million dollars. I mean, I realize less than a million dollars is a lot of money for anybody on earth. Right. That's not a billionaire or a millionaire. But is like, um, is it less than a million? Is like $800,000 really worth all that drama? Spending years and years and years chasing. Now, listen, if this becomes your life purpose because it's just you find it fun and it's interesting yeah. and you like to do this, great. But I don't know. If it's like a treasure <laughs> hunt, like let's make a treasure hunt good. Yeah. So this got me thinking. Could we do a commercial break treasure hunt? Could we put something of value? Because obviously people will do ridiculous things for small amounts of money, right? (laughs) Could we do like a $20 gold dot gift card (laughs) wrapped in a TCB (laughs) t-shirt with a TCB sticker on it, put inside of a CD jewel case? What a treasure. (laughs) Right. And bury it somewhere in North Georgia. Let's give them that much. Okay. And then every episode will give a hint <laughs> There'll be a clue in the name of the episode, right? We'll put a clue in the if name of the episode. If we go bury this together, we'll be able to find our way back to the we car. We will not be able to find our way back to the car because you and I are not good at that. <laughs> we do not. No. Chrissy and I have no sense of direction. We got lost in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> in a national forest one time. Near the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. yeah. On the Appalachian Trail. On the yeah. trailhead. We got lost. I think we told this story a couple episodes back, but I'll yeah. tell it again. Chrissy and I decided to have a big day out. You know, most of our time is spent inside, like on <laughs> looking at the inside of four walls of a place that serves alcohol and usually has some d- random drug dealer at the end of the bar. And we decide we're going to venture out. Yeah, to go we're going to the, have a day at the mountains. Tacoa Falls. Is that where we went? No, Amicalola. Amicalola. Amicalola yep. Falls. So Chrissy, Chrissy and I didn't realize about Amicalola Falls, one of the largest waterfalls east of the Mississippi, is that you actually, 
If you go to the bottom of Amaclola Falls, it's really pretty. But to get the full view, you have to walk up <laughs> 3,654 fucking so steps. so many stairs. And there are all shapes and sizes of people trying to get up these <laughs> narrow stairs. And so you got to walk around them. And some people are having yeah. heart attacks. And there's other people that are throwing up off the side. And then there's, you know, always that one douchebag who's wearing, like, really short like jogging shorts and he's like jogging up the you know right <laughs> see you at the top <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> can i have some of your water Doing the rocky yeah. run can i have a sip off your camel pack <laughs> yeah he's got a camel pack he's right. da, 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 you know so meanwhile chrissy and i probably hung over are sweating our way up the 3654 <laughs> yes. stairs we get to the top we decide there's a hotel up there and chrissy and i decide to have wine and cheese <laughs> for our jog back down <laughs> So we get buzzed, take a couple of pretty photographs, you know, a couple right. selfies. Look where you know, we were. Prove that we did it. What we realized when we got to the top was the hotel, which we knew was up there. You had to, <laughs> there was a way to get to the hotel. <laughs> like there was a parking lot and, a, and an actual road that took you up there. We could have just usurped all this bullshit by taking the road up to the yeah, top of the hotel. We were feeling frisky. You and know, yeah, we wanted to prove we could do seven it. seven hours so long to get up. <laughs> then we decide... There's so many people trying to walk up the stairs. Getting down the stairs is a real pain in the ass. It's honestly, you got to wait for people. And it's just like, it's like being stuck on Mount yeah, Everest. So we decided to go down the mountain. Yeah. Itself. Remember all those people died at Mount Everest waiting just to get up to the top that's like true. a couple of years back? Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's what we were going to do there at <laughs> Amaclova Falls. So we decide we're going to take the trail back down. But what we don't realize is that the Appalachian Trail is not a trail. It's many trails. It's many small trails that equal one trail. Right. And Chrissy and I have no way to navigate. There's like the brown trail, <laughs> the green did, you trail. You picked up a walking stick. <laughs> I did. I picked up a stick. I'm like, well, I'm going to die here. I might as well look, <laughs> look professional. <laughs> so we get down to the... You have to understand this. There's a parking lot. There's a huge parking lot. It's a very long parking lot. And up against the side of the parking lot are all these cabins. And behind the cabins is a very large, they call it a creek. It's more like a river. It's raging. You cannot, there's no way you can swim this thing. You're not going to walk <laughs> over it. If you can't get to the bridge, you're not getting over the river to get to the parking lot where the cabins are. <laughs> so Chrissy and I, about an hour and a half into the journey down, it only took us an hour to get up. Now we're an hour and a half into the journey down and we're supposed <laughs> to be going quicker. We realize we don't know where the fuck we are. We don't know how we're going to get back to the car. We actually are lost. Like we think legitimately lost. So we start freaking out a little bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but we're making, it's having starting fun. to become yeah. dark. It's dark and cold. <laughs> right. And we don't know. We, you know, we're out of wine and cheese. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we make it pretty far down we and we far. can hear. People you can hear the stream and, and people, and, people yeah. and maybe even we can see something, but we, we can't, don't know what it is. We can't try yeah. to, we can't make our way. <laughs> we have no idea. So the so we just keep on getting more lost and more lost. Imagine like a ziggy zaggy trail, right? Right. It's 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 not quite yet springtime yet, so there's no leaves on the trees. So we keep on zigging and zagging up and down and back and forth. We keep on getting like going around in the same circle. I'm like, I swore we saw this tree 15 right. seconds ago, right? And we did. We did this about four times, and then finally we break loose a little bit. <laughs> we're on the other side, and we're we're. We can see our car, but we can't get over the street. I'm, I'm Jack Burton here, action, Channel 2 Action News. Georgia's most, you know, Georgia's favorite place to find your news. Breaking story. We've got 16 helicopters above Amicalola Falls, where two assholes are lost, certain to be dead. One and a half feet from their car. From their car. <laughs> 
It's reported that both Chrissy and Brian are out of wine and cheese. It's a <laughs> desperate a, situation. Emergency, a true emergency. Yes. Over 600 <laughs> firefighters, investigators, and police officers are on the scene Swarm. to save these two douchebags. <laughs> We're sending a SWAT yep. team in. Yep. Uh, we found our car. Uh, we did. We <laughs> yeah, made it. Spoiler we finally alert. Made we it. found the car. <laughs> we finally made but it. But this is part of the reason why there's. I have zero interest. In <laughs> did you know I did the same thing with a couple of girlfriends? We went hiking no. a few months ago. Uh, you know them. Rachel, Chelsea. Okay. And uh, we, we went up there to this beautiful park in West Georgia. We're out there and we take the long route. We're like, we're just going to go over this huge area. And we're hiking and hiking. <laughs> the parks have get ready to close. And the people had said, if you get lost, call us. So I'm like, it's every, it's a cool, it's cool. Look, the map, we, we're, we're on the right track. <laughs> Finally, I call and they're like, well, if you just keep going, like, like, you know, five feet. <laughs> and yeah and, and then we did and then we found it okay and so. so here's the point if chrissy and i do the tcb treasure we are not going to bury it anywhere where you won't be able to find it it'll probably be in the parking lot with a big flag this is tcb treasure and some wine and cheese in and case you find it yeah. Yeah, for your troubles I'm so after watching this documentary on the Fen Treasure. Yeah, I'm so I actually think this might be an interesting idea. I like it is to put a TCB treasure out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, put some value to it, like some real value. Like you know, the only <laughs> the only living copy, the only existing copy of thirty three oh, Willie thirty three P thirty three P live. <laughs> yes. at, at Shady Oaks Shady Grove's retirement home. <laughs> I was listening to that last night, oh my and God. I'm like, this is just as bad as it was <laughs> six months up. ago. Somebody's up. There's like one good song. Eggs now, I always think of this song. Oh my god, I'm uh, I am so excited to tell you about today's meat and potato topic, okay? Because this is a story that's near and dear to my heart. Because I know people who work in this space, I know people who, who say they work in this space, okay? <laughs> Let's put it that way, near and dear to you, and heart. I know people who would like to work in this space, okay? Have you ever heard of the term sexual? Surrogate. I have not. Okay. Not surrogate. Sexual surrogacy is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> if yeah, you yeah. and your husband, or I guess if you and your, you know, if two men, two women, your whatever, partner. your partner, are having trouble in the bedroom, there are people who can come to the rescue. Okay. And when I say come to the rescue, I mean literally <laughs> come to the rescue. They will get in there. Hard like a surrogate, hot like and heavy. pregnancy kind of thing. Kind of. Yeah, it's you like step a, in. But it's like a vagina that you use okay. it, as a practice <laughs> vagina. <laughs> I'm talking uh, about like a, a straight couple, right? Uh, okay. Say Esther and I were having some problems in the bedroom. Yes. We'd call up a sexual surrogate and we'd say we're having some problems in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. That sexual surrogate would come on by and she'd have a, <laughs> no a chit chat. No problem. I got I'll be you right covered. there. <laughs> you have called the right hotline, young man. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? <laughs> sexual surrogate. <laughs> Cindy the surrogate here. <laughs> and I'm ready to give you a hard on. <laughs> so you call the sexual surrogate. They act as kind of a th part therapist, part <laughs> love. Uh, I mean, <laughs> part part prostitute, part other yeah. person in the room, part other person in the room. And I don't know. If, I don't know. In every case, they have sex with the person. Okay. I think in some cases they are showing you like how teaching? to make love. Yeah. Okay. Now this part I can get on board with. Everybody. Yeah. I can, <laughs> I could use a sexual surrogate, <laughs> but this a is a fascinating teacher. topic to me. Yes. 
there are a couple yeah. of people that are really prominent in this space. While it's not a widely accepted practice, you can understand why. Right. Right. Because no one wants to have a third person in the that, bedroom. It's literally <laughs> grabbing you your do. balls in the middle unless of love making. And yeah, unless you do. <laughs> and being like, slap them a little harder. <laughs> I'm going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a nipple, twist a nipple. Um, I don't want someone calling the plays. I don't need color commentary on making love. Yeah. I already have a color commentary running in my in head. head. Yeah, and I feel like I'm like, <laughs> you know, my color commentary uh, pumps me up a little bit, right? Right. So if you Gets get you it. Going. You go, boy. You yeah. I'm like kind of like who's number one? Who's number one? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Astrid's like. <laughs> Astrid's color commentary is. <laughs> Team Edward. <laughs> Team Jake. Right, Team Edward. Right. Team Jake. Close your eyes and think about your happy place. <laughs> It'll be done in a minute. <laughs> Under a minute. I am fascinated by this. And so I have been digging into this a little bit. Okay. Now, there's a, there's a guy that is pretty prominent, prominent in this space. And he's actually has a big, what he calls institute. But I know a lot An of people institute. who are crunchy that call their 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 <laughs> shit institute, and what it means is one guy who wrote a book right. that he sells out of the back of a station wagon. Right. You know what I'm talking about? That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But this guy, yeah, space, and he talks about a strip mall. He's he calls these people heroes. They're heroes for accepting a sexual surrogate into the bedroom. Okay. Now, well, yeah. I, I mean, it's nice to be open. Listen, I'm not. A, I don't know the. I don't know. If you need this kind of help, maybe you need this kind of help. Yeah. If it works for you, God bless That's you. That's right. But our job on this show is to look at the absurdities <laughs> of the world and have fun with it. Hey, TCB family, it's me, and it's time for the commercial break inside of the commercial break. Chrissy and I are looking for a couple of guys, a couple of girls, a couple of whatevers to come on air and play a dating game with us. If you're a swinging single or your partner allows you to do this type of thing, please let us know. 661-237-8296. That's 661, the word best, the number two, and the word Y-O-Yo. Let us know you're interested in playing our dating game. Game, and we'll reach out and set it up. www.tcbpodcast.com is where you go. You can find out more about Chrissy and I. All of the audio and all of the video of every episode is right there at tcbpodcast.com. A one-stop shop, if you will. You can also connect with us on our socials at The Commercial Break on Instagram, where we create content you can't find anywhere else, and youtube.com slash The Commercial Break, where we also create clips of the show every single day of the week and content you will not find anywhere else like TCB in the studio where we take a topic and we opine for five to ten minutes. And if there's anything that you probably want more of, it's my voice. Please use our sponsor's specialized URLs and codes if you're ever in the market for their products and services. It helps us out by letting our sponsors know we're doing our job. And thank you so much to all of you who have left a review on Apple and CastBox and Podbean, all the other podcast players. If you haven't had an opportunity to do so yet, if you could take one minute out of your day and leave us a rating and or a review on your favorite podcast player, that's the best way to help TCB get to new audiences. We'll be back after this commercial break. 
<laughs> okay, I have a couple of videos here about sexual surrogacy. Would you like to watch one? Of course I you do. would love to. Okay, Ryan. let's go straight to the BBC because they always give us the skinny on things yes, that are crazy and do. absurd. One of these days they're going to sue me. Be like, stop <laughs> using our shit. Let's go to the full screen live on youtube.com slash the commercial break in case you're interested in watching along clips every day of the week. Sometimes and we go live too. Sometimes we go live <laughs> and we don't even know it. <laughs> That's why there may be an odd cut in this audio. Uh, <laughs> we have to stop for a second while Brian got his head out of his ass. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to let you know is that um, soon we will be putting out full episodes again on YouTube. Back by popular demand. Back by popular demand a couple days after they air. So you got if you want to catch it early, you got to catch it on audio. But <laughs> YouTube.com slash the commercial break. Full screen. Here it is. HD. Sexual surrogate. <laughs> I can't say it. I surrogacy. cannot say it. Surrogacy. <laughs> surrogacy. <laughs> surrogacy. <laughs> Whoopee. Okay, here we go. Enough of my foolishness. All right. Okay. You ready? Let's watch this. We got Neat and... My name is Neat. I live in San Diego. His name is Neat? Neat. Oh, it's Nate. He says oh, it neat. neat. Oh, he says Neat. He says Neat, but it's Nate. Okay. I have 15 years and our three boys. My name's Monique. I actually met Nate when I was 11 and he was 14. <laughs> Anybody that wears a flower in their hair on a regular <laughs> basis is up for anything in the bedroom. Yes, Just they are. sharing that. I have personal experience with this. <laughs> Go straight for the girl with the flower in the hair because she's going to be fun. Uh, uh. Yeah, you have to be. I did not get along at all. I would propose to him every week. There was finally and, and look, so the, what, what you don't see is there's a picture on screen of them, like probably in high school, high school prom yeah, or homecoming. Prom. Yep. And she's wearing a flower in her hair there also. <laughs> it's her thing. This girl is it's her signature. double stuffed Oreo right here. <laughs> he said, OK. Nate and Monique got married when he was, he was 25. 25. I had sex in my life was with Monique and I was 25. Nate and I both grew up in the Mormon religion. As devout members of the Mormon Church, Nate and Monique were not were taught that premarital sex is mm-hmm. wrong. I'm not the only Shame. church that teaches that. Shame. Shame on you. Shame. <laughs> In the Mormon Church, sex is for the purpose of procreation. I've been taught all along that sexual pleasure is of the devil. Guilt. No. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> This is so ridiculous that churches teach this. I know. It's like, I mean, it's, it's like the most base of instincts yeah. is to have, I mean, when you get old enough, right? Mm-hmm. For my kids, that'll be 25. <laughs> right. But it's the most base of instincts. It's animal. You can't, you can't get away from it. And yeah. so why the, the church? Ro- the Romans have, yeah. you know, scrollings and mosaics and drawings of all kinds of well, Those Romans, they were ple- wild pleasures. shit, dude. Guys and girls all over each other. That was a hot time. It was yeah. a hot time. <laughs> I know. I think the Romans were wilder than anybody in the 60s, to be honest with you. So yeah, too. it was like a Roman bath where it was just like a male orgy and occasionally they'd throw in a woman. Like, whatever hole they could stick it in. Right. They stuck it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not for both of us. They're still 15 years later. 15 years later. in, they're still struggling with sex. Yep. I can't imagine being without her. But when it comes to the two of us having sex together, we have a huge problem between us. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the two of us. So we put another woman in the bedroom right. <laughs> to make it easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Throw it all adds more up shame in yeah. there. <laughs> Monique has sexual issues, is what it says. I was sexually molested at eight. So oftentimes during intercourse, I feel like that I just leave my body, that I'm not there anymore. No longer willing to live with their sexual dissatisfaction, Nate and Monique try a another unique, solution. A yeah. unique solution. I met Mayor about a year ago. <laughs> and I met Mayor in the Whoa. I know this Mayor she chick. She's got on yeah. a kimono, kimono a with sparkly a bra. Yeah. bra. <laughs> and she's, she's just flowing in Curly the wind. Curly hair, yeah. yeah. Yep. Man, we know 12 of these women. <laughs> I don't think we know, you know. Yeah. I don't mean to generalize, but you know, there are personality types, right? right. And I know 12 of these people. Yes. <laughs> had a twinkle in her eye and had this joy in expressing her sexuality. And I wanted that. My name is Mary Simone and I'm certified, certified sex certified surrogate. Sex How exactly do you go to get certified know. in this? <laughs> well, I'm interested in taking Maybe that Maybe at Life University. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different kind of sexual surrogacy. <laughs> uh, she probably went to that guy's institute that I was talking about. Right, yeah, the yes. Kinesia, you know, the the Kinsey Institute of yeah, whatever. You, just, you get certified. Yeah, you take get a certified. Couple <laughs> take a couple courses. Other people that aren't your sexual. Yeah. Partner. I wonder what the finals are like when you yeah. got to take the final tests. It's in person. Got to get in there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the teacher yes. and his wife. Yes. <laughs> Hey, if you want to get the certification. Uh, I love how all people who are like trained in some kind of hippy dippy alternative. Yeah, alternative, you uh -huh. know, I love how they all have that same voice. Mm -hmm. My name is Mayor. I'm 67 years old <laughs> and I'm a certified sexual surrogate. <laughs> it's like if they talk softer, it lends more credibility to what yeah, they're saying. Exactly. Because if you're like, hey, I'm uh, Brian, I'm <laughs> hey, a sexual hey, surrogate. Yeah. And people would be like, you're What's a what? Your problem? I'm a sexual surrogate. You want to rent my balls for an hour? <laughs> I'll put them in your mouth. <laughs> it's cool. Don't worry about it. I'm a certified <laughs> I'm a sexual surrogate. You want my license number? You want my license <laughs> number? Three. <laughs> I'm number three. <laughs> I'm also number two, just in case you're wondering. I took a course twice because the finals are double, outstanding. Yeah, double penetration. <laughs> I'm oh a surrogate from the front and from behind. Just let me know what you're into. <laughs> yes, I love they have to talk soft, coach. Monique told me that she and Nate were having difficulties in the bedroom. Because that's what you say to, to someone. To yeah, because that's what you say to We've your friend. We've just met. Yeah. I'm, I know you for 15 years. I'm, <laughs> I know. I'm not going to tell you if I'm having problems in the bedroom. I don't even want to talk to Astrid about it. I'm just like, well, it'll fix itself right, over time. Because right. everyone knows a You'll man gets better at sex in his 70s. Grow to love it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll grow to love it. I wish I was growing to love it too, but there's no growing going on. So, <laughs> you know who I call? I call our friends at RexMD, RexMD.com slash the commercial break. <laughs> That's my sexual surrogate. Um, sexual surrogate. This is what we're reading what's going on on the screen okay. in case you're listening. Yeah, sexual and this is a definition. Uh, sexual surrogate is a member of the sex therapy team who engages in an intimate physical there's relationship. There's a whole team. 
There's a whole team. Yeah. Well, Man, that's I mean. embarrassing. <laughs> you like walk into a room and there's like seven strangers. You're like, what's going on with your boner, dude? <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> I get a halfie. You know, I get a halfie. Show us. Show us. Drop your pants and show us. <laughs> it engages in intimate physical relations with or a, sex with a patient. With a patient. Patient. Jeez. Well, she's the one having the problems. And by the way, totally understandable why she's having issues with sex. Right, of course. You go yeah. through that kind of trauma. You know, you don't, you re-traumatize yourself, and that's why it's you know they're so fucked up. Uh, and I know because of personal, not because of personal experiences with me, but people that I that I know and love and care about very much. That that trauma you can yeah. relive it over and over again. And when it's something, you know, when you have trauma like around eating or mm-hmm. driving or sex or whatever, you know, walking. The commercial break, you know, whenever you have stuff for your, well, there's just a lot of it coming at you at, at one time. It can be difficult. I would like a surrogate driver. I know you would. I know. We got to get you over this. You're, you're, Chrissy's like, it's going to be pouring down rain tomorrow. I'm going to take the train. I like, I'll pick her up sometimes at the train. And I'm like, she's like, it's pouring down rain tomorrow on the train. And I'm like, it's pouring down rain tonight. It won't rain tomorrow. You're like, I know, but there's going to be clouds in the sky. And you know how I get when it's cloudy. It's more like other people. I know. I know. It's other people. I'm not making funny. I don't yes. want to poke because I don't want to poke at your you're, insecurities. You're, yeah, you're you're traumatizing. I'm, you're triggering. You're, me. I'm triggering you. That's right. <laughs> it's probably trigger you every time I drive with you. Drive with me because I'm a maniac. Get out of the way! Stop! Go! <laughs> what are you doing, you jackass? People in this town. I always blame it on everybody else. These motherfuckers don't know how to drive in this town. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm driving in both lanes, you know, Mickey Mouse blaring, my son in the background, like, woo, roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A sex surrogate is actually present with a client in their bedroom to help them explore touch. I've been in this field for 25 years. I've probably helped over 10,000 people. Jesus Christ, have mercy on my soul. 10,000. Sparta me thinks, lady, you're an angel. Like when people need this kind of help, they need this kind of help. And if they're taking a radical approach like that. But part of me thinks 7,500 of those were just guys who are claiming (laughs) to have problems with their boner. Right. I know how this works. Uh, I practice, I help them practice touch. (laughs) I'm a sexual surrogate. I've been with over 10,000 men. Tell me more. I help men practice with touch. (laughs) Hey, honey, I'm going to the bar. I got to practice my touch like Mare told me. (laughs) I see this hussy on your phone half naked sending pictures of her tits what do you want from me she's my sexual surrogate this is my homework (laughs) doing my homework (laughs) I want this lady's phone number when I go in to work with a couple listen to how the music changed she's walking to the door someone's having sex sex (laughs) (laughs) Monique and Nate I let them help to Wait. <laughs> you got to see this. She's knocking on the door and they're sitting there like canoodling he, yeah. in a chair. He's sitting in a bar chair, like a high a high top bar say. chair. And she's like got one leg thrown over him and they're like canoodling. <laughs> she's like, don't, honey, don't worry, honey. You'll get the boner today. I know it's going to happen. Mayor's going to help us. I don't know. I didn't practice my touch. <laughs> I didn't do my homework. Design this roadmap by telling me where they are. Where they're struggling. <laughs> she, they're not answering dog. the door. I know she's like, 
And he's looking at her like, should we do this? <laughs> should we answer it? This is pretty fucked up bringing another woman into the bedroom. <laughs> it's okay, honey. We need the help. Yes. These cameras here from yeah, the BBC that's will right. help it's, yeah, document if, the whole entire if, thing. If we, <laughs> our neighbors, listen. <laughs> We're not going to get the $300 from the BBC unless we answer the door. Let's just go ahead and do it. Let's do it. We need the money. (laughs) And where they would like to be. When Winnie first told me about wanting to meet with Mare, I was confused. Honestly, my opinion would have been not that much different than a hooker. (laughs) Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are you complaining about, dude? Well, then you could end up like some of the women we've been reading about earlier. That they get, you know, they get involved in a threesome and then with they a ghost? head off with a woman. Yeah, with a ghost. <laughs> How did you feel when his little ghost stick was in your ass? Stuck up behind you. Uh, you know, it was. You can feel it, but you can't feel it. It's, hard it's to there, explain. but it's not there. It smells, but it's not smelly. If you know what I mean. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> Having sex with a ghost <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> Girl. I know Nate's agreed to it, and yet he, he's still holding back. I can still see the fear in his eye. Yeah, that's the other thing. If you never had sex except for with one woman, and you're having right. sexual intimacy problems, and mm. then you bring this mare check in here, yeah. who basically is like a walking, like, <laughs> sexual wet vagina. Yeah, flora. She's like a, like a flower. <laughs> yeah. A fern. Yeah. She's a sexual She's, fern. Attack fern! Get him, fern! Get him, uh, fern! Attack fern! <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing about this personality type is they are 1000% comfortable with their femininity, Mm -hmm. their power and who they are as a sexual being. Yes. There is zero fear. Now there's tons of confidence. So if you are still at that age where you're scared of pussy, (laughs) this is this is going to be a very intimidating experience. And I know I've been there. Yeah. This woman is in all of her glory and power going to chew him. She's going to eat him alive. (laughs) However, I guarantee she'll give him a bone or two. He just needs to relax. Take off that damn shirt. Who wears a maroon (laughs) button up shirt in your own house? (laughs) What's going on there? Stop it. camera shirt. Part of it is more pleasure and joy than you can ever imagine. You gotta trust me here. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first conversation they're having. Yeah. Very low cut. Very very low cut. cut. Yeah. Well endowed woman. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Probably in her 50s. You know, Nate is a guy. (laughs) He's just a guy. He's like, when you think of a guy. In the midlife guy, this is the midlife guy. He's got a poorly groomed mustache, half a head of hair, glasses that fit, a little scraggly beard. He's like the trying to grow a beard that he's been he's been trying to grow it since he was eighteen. Right. Yeah. The whole nine yards. Like, and he's never had sex with another woman. Yeah. And Mare comes in. It's going to be the most Um, passionate, exciting, sexual moment of your life. Just Just relax. And he is basically just shat himself. I can smell it from here. Okay, they're working. They're working with Mayor for the days. next two days. Yeah. We'll clear the air. Oh. Oh. And exhale. <laughs> I'm so excited to share this with Nate, and I'm kind of nervous too because I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm still very unsure of what to expect. <laughs> expect a boner, dude. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. They Get changed outfits. Yeah. I suspect 
I just, I've been to a couple of like, you know, tantra retreats yes, and stuff like have. that, where this like kind of energy is roaming <laughs> around, the, it's permeating the room, it's literally <laughs> lifting, we're, you know, we did it in a house a couple of times, literally lifting the house off the ground. Right. Like, I mean, this energy is like, it's kinetic, <laughs> uh-huh. it's electric, right? And, and I think the guys get really nervous. I think they get scared yeah. because we're not used to being in a position where all this energy is flowing around and coming at us. In a way right, that's wanted, it's wanted, and right? And exciting, yeah. yeah. And I don't think that's how, at least not the, the Irish Catholic in me tells me that right. you know, everything's bad, just like the Mormons. Everything's bad. Don't do anything, you know. Blah 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 blah. But she comes in. She's asking him to do Om Om Tai Chi, you know, all these meditation things. And what's running through his head right now is this lady is full of fucking shit, and I can't believe we spent our Walt Disney money to get Mayor to give me a hand job so me and my wife could have better sex. Let's continue. Now up and blossom through this journey and it will guide you to find where playfulness really lies inside of you because it's the source of your soul the source of your center is where your joy and your play comes from Nate was interested I have no idea what you're talking about but I'm already excited <laughs> it's exciting <laughs> it is so in working with me because he felt like he had a limited amount of experience sexually speaking are you excited too? <laughs> and course she wasn't having satisfying sexual experiences because of her early childhood sexual i don't want you to be afraid nate i've been with over ten thousand men (laughs) don't be intimidated by me i'm the most experienced lovemaker that's ever lived (laughs) violations and abuses i feel really nervous But what I'm hoping to get from this session with Mare is some tools to have fun, to allow us to be comfortable with each other again. Now is a special time for the two of you to connect. The exercises that I want to get. Now is the two of you to connect. Don't worry, I'm certified by Bob. (laughs) (laughs) I went to the Institute of Bob. It's world renowned. He's a handjob specialist. (laughs) I've been I'm a <laughs> I've been to the Bob Institute of Sex with a specialty in hand manipulation. <laughs> Don't worry, Nate, you're about to fly. Blossom. You're gonna be coming all over the room. <laughs> like a like a sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. My goal is to have you shoot wads across the room. Nate's <laughs> <laughs> like, run, run. I'm really, really nervous. Yeah. I'm really nervous. Introduce to Nate and Monique. I designed to help them have the kinds of breakthroughs that they need. Mayor starts with a couple with a simple confidence building exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see this one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> So in this position, I'd like you to just look into each other's eyes. It felt silly at the time, but it also helped my mind to take a break. Okay. <laughs> I want to stop right here because I want to, what they're doing is they're sitting in front of each other, uh, arms around each other, and they are... Kind of like Indian style. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. It's called soul gazing. Some people mm-hmm. refer to this as soul gazing. And basically what you do is you have un interrupted eye contact for a period of time. Now, this some people do this for minutes. Some people do it for half hour. Mm-hmm. I've done it for longer periods of time with, str- with a stranger. 
in one of these one of these kind of you know environments at Bob <laughs> Institute. <Bob's> of Sex. <laughs> Institute. <laughs> yeah. And let me explain something to you. If you have never done this with your partner, with your lover, with your significant other, with your wife, husband, whatever it is, if you have never done this, try this. Yeah. Sit Indian style, arms around each other, holding hands very close within you know two feet of each other, mm-hmm. stare into each other's eyes uninterrupted and put set a timer for it. I will guarantee you that at first you will laugh. It will be uncomfortable. You'll want to look away. You'll want to go other places. Then it will turn into something different. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, it is highly likely that you will end up crying because I don't know what that fucking does. I don't know what fucking weird magic is there, yeah. but it's there. A magic. It's powerful. You start to see yourself. You start to think about humanity and the one that you're looking at in a different way. And you see yourself in somebody else's eyes like you're staring in your own face. Mm-hmm. It is very Jeff and I do this nightly. fucking strange. You guys do this nightly? Mm-hmm. You stare at each other's... <laughs> Please, give me a break. We do. Do you really? Not for hours. Yeah, for a couple <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I love you. Do the dishes. <laughs> I'm staring into your soul and I see a shirt that needs to be ironed. (laughs) What are we having for dinner? That's right. I get lost in your eyes over this pasta. Primavera. Oh, yeah. Last year and I don't do enough of this. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, in all seriousness, this is an amazingly powerful thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Nate's performance issues. However, I don't have a stranger on the side <laughs> waiting to give me a hand. <laughs> right. Waiting <laughs> to give me a play-by-play and fingering my girlfriend. <laughs> right. Stem from a lack of experience. He really needs this to feel like he's capable of giving pleasure to his wife. Mm. So the best way to deal with it is to give him good, positive experiences that will leave him feeling courageous. How does that feel? I'm a lion. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Nate, I want you to think about Taylor Swift, (laughs) Jennifer Aniston, or Alanis Morissette with a beard. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Alanis Morissette, back in my dream last night. Oh, wow. Got Got her on the brain. Something's going on there. (laughs) Feels like a matter. Now that their body is more open... They'll be more receptive to experiencing and feeling and tapping into pleasure. First, I thought I would start with a little yoga stretch. Nate and Monique were really present and eager and enthusiastic, even when they were afraid, which gave me hope and the encouragement to know that they were able to take this journey. And, and re- Nate, I want you to breathe deeply through your anus. <laughs> Your put chakra. Your put chakra. Oh, this lady's good. She is. Yeah, she's, yeah she's, she's, I like she's her. She's making the bullshit sound real. We develop it and go to some wonderful places. Breathing in and hold. I'm ready for just anything <laughs> at all. Anything at all. After 10,000 of experience. Nothing could shock Nothing me. shocks you. Nothing. Uh, if this lady could talk. I wish I could get yeah. this lady on the show. Yeah. Let's get Dr. Sin <laughs> and Mayor on the same show, mm-hmm. and we'll have a real sexual episode. Yes. One for the ages. Instead of Brian reading dolphin erotica <laughs> porn. <laughs> I think that's the low watermark for the commercial break. <laughs> Snorkel cock. <laughs> 
Snorkel coke. Yeah, well, 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 this might be a new one. You never know. Our sexual body is connected to every other part of our feelings. It can affect and influence many other parts of our whole existence. How you doing, honey? Oh. So what, what in the world is going on here? You got to see this YouTube.com slash the commercial break. Now she's got them like laying on top of each other, but not laying on top of each other like in a sexual way. He's on all fours and she's got her vagina. Like yeah. <laughs> now we're going to do a little hopscotch. <laughs> this will come in handy later. She's upside down. Have you ever jumped rope? <laughs> now she's just making shit up. Try it like this. Do a cardwheel. <laughs> I'm there to guide them into the places where they're not willing or comfortable going by themselves. To- I've always wa- I've always wanted to have my wife sit on my back. <laughs> I know he looks. He looks weird. Struggling. I know he's like. <laughs> She's not a spring chicken anymore, you know. (laughs) I'm not exactly Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Orgasm is like a wave of energy that can flow through your entire being. Doesn't have to begin and end just at your genitals. And I know the ultimate outcome is pleasure. And so I'm willing to go anywhere they want to go, <laughs> anywhere they need to go. Whoa. And I know that in the okay, end, we're going to do some hip thrusting. Here we go. We do some genital thrusting. Oh, some hip thrusting. I'm willing yeah. to go anywhere they want to go. Anywhere at all. I'm willing to do anything. <laughs> you name it. Tiger with a dildo strapped to its nose. <laughs> and yeah. put some raw meat on my belly. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I want to talk to this lady. Oh, yeah. I have to Joy know. Joy and pleasure. <sighs> I trust and I, what's important in this work is to be able to... There's nothing it, like breathing through your vagina. Right. Yeah. <laughs> breathe deeply through your vagina and out through your mouth. <laughs> Take deep breaths. Mom always said if you get nauseous, breathe through your anus, out through your mouth. That's Correct. what she said to That's me. That's the old, yes. old tale. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old trick moms used to give you. Soda crackers, yeah, ale. soda crackers, ginger ale, and breathe through your anus. <laughs> Are you not breathing through your asshole, son? Bring in something joyful and positive so that this balance continues. <sighs> so that they feel joy. They can find some places where there's pleasure and then to connect the pleasure with the pain. Well, listen, I'm, uh, I'm 100% with it. <laughs> yeah. I am down with this. This lady... She was starting to do like a snake, like a serpent. Yeah, move. she was. That's yeah. I've done that before. <laughs> it's called the fire breath. The fire breath. The fire breath, and it can mm. drive people literally hysterical. Yeah. There's some, you know. Yeah. Your mind is a powerful tool. Absolutely. And so the power of suggestion and the power of being in a room with other people who are creating that kind of energy can really yeah. send you into a tizzy. Uh huh. I know it did. I'm. I swear by. It. I know everybody thinks you know. Brian's an asshole. He makes fun of all this stuff. You know, he's he doesn't believe in anything. He's such a, you know, whatever, a pragmatist and all this. But what you don't know is after the cameras turn off, I'm the guy that's, I actually am going to people's houses and being a sexual surrogate. That's right. I'm going to tell them to breathe through I've their anus. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Words got around. There. Chrissy's one of my clients. <laughs> one of my first clients. Chrissy and Jeff. Jeff, I'm going to cup your balls a little bit. <laughs> see, Chrissy, this is how you do yes, it. <laughs> see, Chrissy, this is how you do it. Look at me holding Jeff. <laughs> I can see me and Jeff in a bath holding each other, staring at each other's eyes. <laughs> oh, oh. 
I'm not going to be able to get that one out of my head. No, Just but like maybe Alanis that'll replace Morris- Anna, Anna, Alanis Morissette with a beard. Alanis Morissette is all over my dream. I had to like watch one of her music videos yesterday. Yeah. But I ended up picking the one, thank you, you know, right. thank oh, you, I like that. India, thank you. Right? Oh, right. And she's naked throughout the entire video. Oh. <laughs> she's just got her hair, like hair, and that, uh, yeah. it didn't help the situation <laughs> at all. And I was just like, shit. You need to go see her on tour. She's going on tour. Yeah, I don't want to see her now. I want to see her then. <laughs> then. That's okay. what I want to, that's what I'm imagining. Gotcha. Now, I've seen her now. She's a beautiful woman. She is. She's a beautiful woman. It's not like I'm getting any younger either. It's not like people are like, wow, Brian's so much hotter than he was when he was 20. <laughs> Because other people are probably saying, was he ever hot? Did he ever have anything to lose? <laughs> he lost it. Did he ever have anything to lose? <laughs> That's why you had the sexual surrogacy. I Ralph. will be suggesting sexual surrogacy to some of my friends. Yes. Yes. And I think I might know a sexual surrogate or two. On, get her on our show. I'll reach out. I'll see if I... Mayor. I mean, you know, I'll see if I find it. We don't have many guests on this show. No, we don't. When we, we need to. Yeah, I know. Everyone keeps I saying... I thought we were going to do like a fun Wednesday thing. We totally forgot about you know, that. No, it just seems like too much work. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about finding the right guest. It's really true. what it's about. Very it's like true. the commercial break is a certain kind of animal. <laughs> yeah. And if you throw a third voice in there, you got, you got to make sure it's the right animal. Very true. Because we've had a lot of guests. Mm-hmm. We've not had a lot of guests. We just we've haven't had like aired them. Ten guests and four of <laughs> only four of which have ever actually made it onto air. Right. The other six are sitting on the computer because I'm like, yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. And then I got friends who are like, when am I going to be back on the show? And I'm like, you were never on the show in the first place. I don't know if you realize, but it never ran. It never ran. <laughs> never. Not once. Okay. This is what we're going to do. We're going to say you go to tcbpodcast.com. That's where you can find out more about Chrissy and I. You can watch all the videos. You can listen to all the audio. You can connect with us on social media at The Commercial Break on Instagram youtube.com slash the commercial break for content you cannot find anywhere else clips every single day of the week and soon full episodes the entire catalog is going up on youtube and then what we'll do is we'll release the full episode a couple days after we actually air here okay yeah so if we air a wednesday show we'll probably release it on friday yeah and that's because some people were asking for it they were like well i'd like to watch the whole episode on On YouTube." youtube okay fair enough we'll do that but if you want to get it the day it comes out you'll still have to listen to it because you know (laughs) <laughs> no one watches us on YouTube. I mean, the one person who requested, I'm just doing it as a favor. So I just, I guess, I give myself so many jobs. I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'll do that for one person. Doesn't even watch the show, probably. Uh, and we're looking for some fun cats and kittens to come on and play some games with us. Some dating games yeah. and some game show type games. Trivia, TCB trivia. TCB trivia. If you're interested, contact us at the website. Go to the contact us page. 661-237-8296. That's 661-BEST-THE-NUMBER-2-Y-O-YO. You can text us. You can call and you can leave a message. Or you can contact us on our Instagram page. DM us. We'll be happy to get back to you there. So... Leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast player. Thank you to all of those that are. Yes, I love reading them. We're with you, Ukraine. My dear friend in Ukraine, I still haven't heard back from, but know that we love you if you're still Mm -hmm. listening. I love you. I love you, Brian. And best to you. Best to you. Best to you. And there's something, and best to you out there in the podcast universe. And there's something that we like to say every once in a blue moon. (laughs) We must say, we do say, and we always say the following. Bye. Hold on one second. Bye.